Welcome to Trail Mix, where Mary and Jody sort through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Mary Tomlinson and Jody Dreyer, who met when their paths crossed as Disney executives, are now advisors, speakers, and authors, and I'm excited to say podcasters. They can't wait to share life stories and experiences, insightful and practical takeaways, encouragement, and you can always count on full-out honesty and lots of laughs along the way. Ready for some Trail Mix? Let's mix it up with Mary and Jody. Well, Mary, today is another you ask for it, you got it episode. <laughs> okay. Did people actually ask for this? <laughs> yes. So, okay, people have been saying you guys talk about traveling, especially international. Tell us some fun stories. Uh, okay. So we decided best oh. and worst mm-hmm. international travel stories slash experiences slash you're never going to believe this. <laughs> Maybe. I can't Is wait to hear this myself. Tempting? No, that's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I wasn't exactly, you know how I love to divide things up and think about things in categories. And I didn't quite know if we should do that and talk, you know, food and fashion and experiences, or if we should just jump in? What, what do you want to do? Um, I think jump in, because I kind of put it in a best bucket and a worst bucket. Oh, okay. And then a my five favorite places. <gasps> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. So were we starting worst or best? Oh, let's start with the best. All right. And some great. of the best actually overflows to the worst. So Okay. Well, first of all, just to set the stage, I do really feel that the more we are around different cultures, people that are different than us and places that are very different than we're used to, Mm -hmm. the more, A, we learn about ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we learn obviously about other people. And I think we just all become more tolerant and loving. And I'm just going to speak for myself. So I think this is not only fun to talk best and worst, but as we're talking about it, and I want to encourage people, however you do this, you don't have to go internationally. You don't have to leave your zip code. Just try to you know, get new experiences. So I feel like we need to say that up front. Don't you agree? I mean, but I think there is something uniquely wonderful about international travel in particular. There was a quote I found that says, travel makes one modest. You see what a small place you occupy in the world. And I I am always so fascinated because we kind of have images of people and cultures and um, going there it is is such an eye-opening experience that another quote I love it says the world is a book and those who do not travel read only one page so there is so much out there mm-hmm. and it is fascinating to really get out of my zip code and see some place that is so totally different but I agree with you in that one of the things that always, amazed me when I traveled is how similar we are. You know, there's, there's differences to be sure. Um, but we're all 
people and individuals and have emotions and happy times and bad times and struggles. And so you realize how different we are and yet how much the same. Exactly. And I have to say too, that stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Mm -hmm. So culturally, and, and I take that on even as, you know, ugly Americans, because when we get outside the United States, we oftentimes oftentimes have this stereotype of being, you know, pushy, always in a hurry, Mm -hmm. crazy Americans. And oftentimes we live up to that. Yes, we do. So so there is stereotypes come about, cultural stereotypes, for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that is solidified, but you also see how those come about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, yeah. anyway, that's interesting too. <laughs> Guilty as charged as crazy exactly. Americans. Well, yep. it's the truth. Crazy it's Americans. Truth. Yep. Okay. So best, you start. Hit me uh, with the best. Well, I have a best that's also a worst. And okay. that is the foods. It is so much fun to try new foods and to see what's on the menu, if I could even read it. Um, in different places around the world. So it's fun to experiment and see, but it, it is also can be the worst. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not a real spicy food connoisseur. So sometimes the food is too spicy. Um, you know, uh, most of the places we have been, they eat very late and it's hysterical because, you know, I'll, you know, here at home, you know, I'll, I'm happy to eat at five or six in the, in the early evening. And so when Bill and I have traveled, you know, it's like, okay, we're really going to eat late, like seven or eight. And we'll go to restaurants and they are basically empty, because they are eating at 9, 10, 11. And so it's, you know, it's to, to say, okay, well, that makes it hard. And uh, one of my uh, worst food experiences was when I was in Tokyo. And um, I it was at one of those restaurants where the kind of the griddle is right in front of you. And I ordered shrimp. Um, so I thought, you know, that's that's good. I can do that. Well, they brought out the shrimp. It was alive. And they threw these live shrimp on the hot griddle. And they scurried around until they died. And then they said, you know, do you want your shrimp with the head on or the head off? And I could barely even answer or eat the poor thing. So, it, I mean, it, it was very, very fresh. I can't argue that, but um, it was also a bit traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my, in the food category, definitely um, top of the list, Asian in general, the times I was in, um, you know, Hong Kong or China or Japan, I felt like everything was in some kind of either soup or like a congealed gel. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big one about consistency. So like (laughs) jello to me, I don't totally understand, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole, and I felt like everything was sort of jiggling or this thick soup and then it would have and then 
it would push you over the edge if there were eyeballs looking at you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. So so yep. I think Asian food for me in general, and mm-hmm. as you're saying, everything being raw. So we went to a fish market because I was just fascinated. I like to get into different areas and just see how it works. And these fish markets are so well known in Asia. And it was one of the most fascinating things to see. And they would bring the fish out of the ocean and they would just throw it down and start cutting it up. And then there were these sushi bars right along the shore where all the fishermen and everybody that works there just goes up to the counter and you're pointing at things and they're just slicing it up and throwing this raw sushi out there. So that was a best and worst for me as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting, fascinating experience. Um, My parents had come over. It was after I was there on a business trip and they came over for the visit and my dad and John just sat there eating all this raw fish and they loved it and it was great. And mom and I were definitely into the experience, but were a little green (laughs) as we were sitting there looking at it. And, you know, it was that way with the fish and the chickens and the everything was just, here it is and you're slicing it up and, you know, cooking it barely or rarely or <laughs> and you as you know I am the girl that like burns her meat on much, purpose um on purpose right. so mm-hmm. yeah anyway well, so I'm with you on that before we leave the the food category one of my favorites was when Bill and I were in Italy and we were in restaurants at seven or eight and when there's nobody in there And um, more than once, uh, our server would, in broken English, say, um, you know, our cook in the back really wants to learn English. Could he come and sit at your table and (gasps) just talk to you? And clearly, there's nobody in the restaurant, so they're kind of sitting back, you know, kind of chilling anyway. And it was like, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was just so fun. They would come out and they would sit and we would try to have a conversation. But for them, they were working on their English. And it was just delightful to be there with nobody else in the restaurant. And again, it happened multiple times. And that was just really a joy to just feel more immersed um, in learning about people from another country. Oh, absolutely. And especially... I get so excited when, like, you can get into tucked away where you really meet the people. Mm-hmm. And it's not just all a group of tourists that oftentimes are like you. Right. So you feel like you are getting a window in one of our favorite, because all my best experiences usually come out of being lost. Mm-hmm. somewhere internationally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So John and I were trying to find a restaurant up near Sokokur in, in uh, France that we had walked by, and then we got a little lost, or actually very lost. Mm-hmm. But we were hungry. So we stumbled into this restaurant that was really tucked back in, so nobody spoke English, and everybody was pointing at everything. And finally... Um, he says to us, you know, un momento, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he's speaking sort of 
this Spanish, French, because I took both the languages and would always confuse them all and speak some version when I was in Europe of English, Spanish, French. And um, so anyway, so he, he goes in the back and he he brings us essentially one of everything. Aww. Or just this sampling of all the the foods in this restaurant. That's and so they cool. just so wanted us to have That's a great experience. So cool. And again, there weren't many people in the restaurant and they were so excited to have, you know, Americans in there. And, mm-hmm. and so anyway, that was a great experience too, where we really got lost and ended up having this fabulous yeah. uh personal experience. Yeah. No, we always love the more rural, um, you know, owned family owned restaurants more than the, you know, have the restaurant and the hotel. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think some of my best and worst were all kind of travel related. Um, one of the best is when going back to Tokyo I was so amazed at the cleanliness and um, at the time ordered a cab and the cab um, rolled up. It was spotless on the outside. It had doilies over each of the um, seats. The driver had gloves on. Uh, He hopped out. He opened the door for me. I mean, this was glorious. I mean, it was like, golly, you know, who, who travels like this? You know, this was way before Uber and it was, it was just, it was delightful. And, and yes, I think the getting lost is probably in the both, I think both in the the best and the worst. One of our funny stories in Italy was that, um, when Bill and I went over there for, I think it was like a 10 day trip, we asked a lot of people, you know, should we take one of those, um, guided tours and they bust you here and there and they tell you, or should we just do it on our own? And people just go, Oh, just do it on your own. You know, the Italians like Americans, they have great transportation, great trains, great, just go do it. You'll figure it out. So we did. And, um, so we're, you know, kind of navigating our way cause we, we traveled throughout the country And um, there was one day that we bought our train tickets and got on the train, you know, and and it's not till later that they actually come and (laughs) check your tickets. And so we're just sitting there enjoying the the view and the travel. And the guy comes through to take your tickets and he stops and he looks at our tickets and he looks at us and he says, you are on the wrong train. (laughs) (gasps) So it's like, Oh, okay. So um, next, you know, next stop, we got off and then tried to kind of re-navigate. But it was just, it was a funny story of being lost. He didn't make a big fuss over it, um, but, you know, made us know that we were, you know, we were on the wrong train. I would, I'd say another transportation related one was um, when I was going over to Paris for the uh, Disneyland pre-opening and having to rent a car. And all of those are kind of manual stick shifts. So I was very grateful that I had um, learned on one. Otherwise, I would have been up a creek. But driving around, trying to read road signs, figuring out where you are was, you know, a little, little challenging at times. And I remember at one point being 
on some back roads um, and, you know, coming to a stop sign, stopping and seeing a car way to my left coming and thinking, oh, I have plenty of time to cross. So I start to cross. Well, this car didn't have much get up and go. Okay. I pressed um, the accelerator and it kind of barely moved. So then this car to my left is, you know, coming down on me pretty hard and is beeping is really mad at me. And so I cross the intersection and he swings around right behind me. And I thought, oh boy, here we come. So, you know, I stop and um, he gets out of the car and comes up to me and is is just yelling at me in French. I have no idea what he's saying. And I, I'm just kind of sitting there nodding because I know it was my fault. Um, and after he was yelling, you know, he got back in his car and he just took off. But it was, I mean, it, it was a scary moment at the time, but it, you know, it's like, uh, okay, you know, again, the crazy American gal who, who can't figure out how to cross the road. <laughs> well, and transportation is a huge category internationally when you travel all the experiences of, you know, the first time I was really had to navigate the underground when we were at the in the UK and thankfully I went with my family and my dad who's the directions guru was helping so then when I was doing that on my own years later it was easier and I had an idea of mm. what you're doing but mm-hmm. I think transportation is is a huge one mm-hmm. yeah that can can be fraught with fun stories but also um you know, you end up wrong places and it can be a little disconcerting. But I, some of my favorites are in uh, shopping. Mm, You know, I love to shop. And just, I think it's the experience and the market. So in Asia, the market's just everywhere that are everything from food to, it's all mixed together. And I also like to go, we went to a Walmart in Asia. Well, they had, you know, outside of this Walmart, there were chickens hanging there and the way that you (laughs) bought your meat. And, you know, so to think, so I like to do places that are similar, that would be different in another culture, Mm -hmm. but also then places that you've heard of. So I can remember when, again, I was traveling with my family and my sister Fief and I, we wanted to go to Harrods because oh, we yeah. had heard so much, mm-hmm. you know, the queen and all these people shop at Harrods and different. Mm-hmm. Well, so we went to Harrods and I love hats and I was enamored with all the cool <laughs> hats in. So I had decided my treat that I was going to bring home, you know, was a hat. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, Mary, this, there was like a floor of Herods that were just hats. And so my sister and I, I mean, we were trying on hats. We were there, we were taking pictures of ourselves and it's just this fun fun memory. And then we also had heard, um, the tea, Twining's tea, which comes that it was in a book that it was the world's smallest shop. Oh, the original. And it's just this skinny little shop. So we looked forever to find it and Mm -hmm. we found it (laughs) skinny little shop and just both sides. If I remember correctly, floor to ceiling, these little drawers that would cool wood 
drawers that pulled out different kinds of tea. And it was just such an interesting, so anyway, and then antiques to go to different antique markets, like Klingencourt is this huge, um, outside London where, um, and one time, um, we had a day off Saturday when we were in France and we said, oh, let's just go to this, um, antique market. And we were with some other folks and, um, there was a bomb scare Oh my. And we didn't speak, you know, so there were these sirens and everybody was running and here we were in this big antique market. And I just remember running and people were grabbing us and pointing us different ways. And um, anyway, and from one of those experiences, I remember the takeaway was I, I found an antique chimney sweep. Oh, wow. And it reminded me, because I love Mary <laughs> Poppins, it reminded me of Bert when they the chimney sweeps dance mm-hmm. and they use their brooms. Mm-hmm. And it was this expandable chimney sweep broom. And I cool. carried it home on the plane from London. Wow. That's it was crazy. Amazing. That's amazing. Yep. So talking about flights, did you ever lose luggage? Because we that's probably in my worst category. <laughs> First of all, the flights are long. And then uh, you know, getting somewhere and then not having, there was one time we didn't have, Bill and I didn't have luggage for like three days. So whatever we had worn on the plane was it. Um, there's a funny, uh, Bob Hope, uh, quote that says, I've been almost as many places as my luggage. Um, so there are times, did you ever lose luggage? Um, actually lost a suitcase that to this day has never shown up again. (laughs) And the thing was, I wasn't as bummed. Well, at the time, obviously that I had to do the whole trip without any of my, but again, Hey, reason to shop. Um, although it was pretty interesting to find the essentials that it's like, here's the Uh socks I want, or here's the underwear. You know, you had to be a little more flexible, Oh yeah. but, um, the thing that I was bummed about was the suitcase. It was my favorite, (laughs) just the size and the the look. It was my favorite suitcase. And then I was mad, like, why did I take that suitcase? But then if you have a suitcase that you don't uses a suitcase, what is it? Like a no, decor true. piece? So That's right. anyway, Decoration. but yeah, never to be seen again. <laughs> Thank you very much. That there's, was a Europe trip. There's a great Susan Heller quote. You, you probably like this one. When preparing to travel, lay out your clothes and all your money. Then take half your clothes and twice the money. (laughs) (laughs) That is perfect. I I think that's pretty good. Well, I don't want to take up all of our time, but you know I love to pack. And Mm -hmm. international packing became just an obsession for me. How I could, you know, you roll your clothes and it's Mm -hmm. all about the shoes. Like that always does you in because you want... If you're doing something where it's a little dressy, you want some dressy ones. But then when you travel, it's all about comfortable shoes, of Uh course. uh So, and that shoes are always the problem that take up the most space. So, okay. Yep. I know you're a packer. I know you are. So I can't, I can't in this particular episode without one of my best on international travel. And that was when I went to the Dominican Republic um, with 
my daughter and a team on a mission trip. And what, again, talking about differences in lifestyle, um, this is third, it was third world country poor where we were. Um, These people had basic huts and it was dirt floors and they might have one plastic chair that when you went to go visit them, they would pull it out and they would insist that you would sit there. And now, and it was also very funny because they didn't speak much English. So we did a lot of smiling at one another. But my takeaway was that the incredible joy these people had in their life when they had so little. And that had a profound impact, you know, on me to this day, you know, there's always a saying, well, that's a first world problem. And I will tell you, I think of them all the time and think of the joy um, that they had with with so very little. So mm. again, that was such a good experience for me. And now we can't end without saying our top five. So let me tell you our top five, and you have to tell me your top five. So I would say Italy, uh, Israel, Paris, Tokyo, and of course, the Dominican Republic, like I just mentioned. So what are your top five? You know, this is always so hard. Okay, but I'm definitely number one is going to be Germany, the Alsace area, because that's where I discovered the family Mm -hmm. um, roots. And then Mm -hmm. I was able to go back with, you know, my dad and mom and my aunt Carol. And and so then finding the family roots Mm -hmm. and then taking and going back with the family. So So that just whole experience in that area of you know, sort of the border of Germany and France Mm -hmm. is, is number one. Then after that, I would say Spain, Mm -hmm. just alive colors. Mm. We were in Sevilla and it was something like I had never experienced. The whole place just was vibrant and alive. And like you said, goes all night and I'm a night person and, you know, everything's a party. I love that. And then Austria. Um, I just think the beauty of Austria is where, um, I just feel God's majesty and beauty. And when I was there in Austria, not to mention, you feel like the sound of music movie Mm -hmm. comes alive. So that, that would be a biggie up there. And then in Asia, Kyoto Mm -hmm. in, um, Japan and just the old, old city and the history. And it was so very different from anything that I had ever mm. experienced. So those those would probably be the top. But I do have to say just one thing about you were mentioning when you went on a mission trip to, to the Dominican Republic. And I would recommend that when anybody goes internationally, if you've never visited a local um, church or, you know, if you go to a synagogue or any kind of um, place that you're interested in their worship, to go, but to try to go to a local. Mm -hmm. So you're not finding necessarily the Americans in the local American church, but the one, because you do really feel 
the world come together in a yeah. bigger way. So that goes as one of my best experiences. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In general. So I think as a challenge, I, of course, I didn't do this then because we didn't have our podcast, but now I'm kind of curious about trail mix around the world, you know, just to go to any place and figure out what their trail mix is. And I would think no matter where you would go, there would be some chocolate and popcorn. You can find all of our trail mix episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love you to rate and give us a review. And follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Look for Trail Mix Pod with a picture of Trail Mix. To learn more about us, check out our new website, trailmixpod.com. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to Trail Mix, sorting through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Keep mixing it up. And remember, life is nuts. So don't forget the chocolate or the popcorn.